Next on a special two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation, rivalry week number one for BYU football, joining forces with BYU Basketball Media Day. There's room for all. Men's basketball coach Dave Rose, junior forward Yoli Childs, and many more join us in studio to preview the upcoming season. Plus, could the BYU football offense win in a high-scoring shootout? And your Cougar news worthy of a nationwide alert. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live for the next two hours. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, October 4th, wherever and however you're connected. Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with haunted house critic Jerem Jordan. I would say I am critical of them. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you don't want to pay money to go have the living daylight scared out of you? Uh, no, that's happened seven years in a row against Utah. So I don't need that. The Utah game is your haunted house then? Well, I'm just tired of being sad. Uh, we all have a haunted house in our lives. Are you getting us ready for general conference? Is no, that, oh, no, I'm okay. not. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Saturday morning, man. <laughs> it just man. felt like That's Saturday morning. something we could hear. Right? right? <laughs> As a reminder, Saturday morning, we will have a special BYU Sports Nation. And it's a two-hour edition of uh, general conference. <laughs> will there be other two-hour editions of anything? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about today's two-hour show lineup on BYU Sports Nation? The head basketball coach from BYU, Dave Rose, in studio in about 15 minutes. Basketball season. Let's go. Yes, As I mentioned, joining forces with rivalry week number one for BYU football. As part of that coverage, Utah State head coach Matt Wells in 40 minutes. Nah, Borg. And hour two kicks off more of BYU basketball with the likes of Luke Worthington, TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, and Jasheer Hardnett. It is a loaded two-hour block. With that said, we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football will host the Utah State Aggies tomorrow night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The Cougars are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 9 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Join us for Countdown to Kickoff, which begins at 8 Eastern and kicks off our coverage. Live, in-depth, pre- and post-game fun. Kyle Vannoy and the New England Patriots face the Indianapolis Colts tonight, 8.20 Eastern at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Cougars will play UMass on November 10th. You may have heard me mention this a few times in the first few minutes of the show. Today is BYU Basketball Media Day, along with head coach Dave Rose, a bevy of players. Dave Rose will also have a press conference at 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Mountain, live on BYUtv.org. And Jimmer Fredette scored 24 points in his Shanghai Sharks preseason opener as the Sharks lost 94-92. Zhejiang Guangsha Lions. The next game is Tuesday against the Houston Rockets at 8 Eastern. Oh, the next opportunity for Jimmer to show out against an NBA team. We're still doing that? <laughs> you know some people are thinking that. He just needs a shot in the league. He just pulled up from 30 feet over James Harden, put him in the league. Just enjoy watching Jimmer where he plays, wherever that is. I agree. Because it ain't in the association right now, and that's okay. And also, do you really care that his uh, Chinese team lost last night, or do you care more about what Jimmer did? No, I'm extremely selfish with what I want from the box score. Oh, I've noticed. I've noticed. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Utah State averages 51 points a game. They have played the likes of powerhouses Tennessee Tech dropping 73 against whatever Tennessee Tech's mascot is. I don't even know. BYU has not scored 51 points a game, Jerem, but the Cougars have played a much more difficult schedule compared to the Utah State Aggies, who have also beaten Air Force in a 42-32 shootout. I won't go into all the particulars, but the point is Utah State has what we assume is a formidable offense. They did score 31 in the loss against Michigan State. Mm -hmm. BYU's season high is 28 against FBS competition. They scored 30 against McNeese of FCS. So what can BYU do against Utah State? Could the Cougars beat the Aggies in a potential shootout? Hopefully it doesn't come to that. The hope is that BYU's run game is established, the Cougars dominate the line of scrimmage, and that's not the issue. But the answer depends to me on how confident you are in Tanner Rangham's ability to throw the ball downfield right now. I'm not sure. BYU hasn't shown it can push the ball downfield. In fact, the Cougars have thrown and completed one pass of 30-plus yards. Down, I'm talking in the air down the field. Matt Bushman's catch and run becomes a 39-yarder. Aleva Hifo's catch and run against Arizona becomes a 30-yarder. It's the 31-yarder from Aleva Hifo to Moroni Laulupututau. So BYU is playing it conservative. Tanner Mangum has pushed it a few times down the field, and it hasn't been caught. And we've outlined those. Dallin Holker, Wisconsin. Uh, Dylan Colley against Cal. Gunnar Romney. Gunnar Romney against McNeese. So BYU's had the throws, but they haven't completed it, and that's the point, okay? Um, BYU's still one of seven teams, by the way, without a 40-plus yard pass play. So to me, I'm not sure because we just haven't seen 2015 Tanner Mangum since 2015. Tanner Mangum was allowed to air it out a few times against Cal behind when BYU was trying to come back, and it didn't work out well. There were some interceptions. So I wonder if that hamstrings Tanner even more in terms of what the coaches want him or would allow him to do. I'm not so sure that if BYU gets behind that they will be in a position to come back in a shootout. And here's what Kalani Satake said in terms of uh, the passing game Friday night. We have to kind of let it fly. There's a balance between all of that being aggressive and being conservative at the same time and picking our spots. But I think um, you know, there's nothing wrong with letting it fly in, 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 in the pass game and in the run game being sound and, and, and basically just you know doing what we want on, at the line of scrimmage with, with, this, with this game. There's nothing wrong with letting it fly. The question is, will BYU actually let it fly? Yeah, and was 2015 lucky for Tanner Mangum? Like, did he luck into 3,300 passing yards and 23 touchdowns? I, th- I find that hard to believe. So... I, th- that guy's been missing for a couple years. When you have an elite receiver in Mitch Matthews, then it helps, right? You he, throw it he up. He didn't account for even a thousand of that. You throw it up it's, and let him go make plays. I don't feel it's or, that simple. I'm or nervous. Or Hauk or yeah. Devon Blackman. It's not that simple. Tanner Mangum had to put those throws in position, right? So I, I'm not confident BYU can win a shootout against Utah State. I'm not. Based okay. on what we've seen or haven't seen. A few things. BYU's offense was totally different in 2015. As was Tanner Mangum as a quarterback. They aired it out by design. This offense is not an air-it-out offense for BYU. I'm not talking about airing it out all the time. I'm talking about occasional air-outs. It's been five games. Where's a 30-plus yard pass play down the field from Tanner Mangum? Where is it? 
It would be we there. can't find it. Where is it? It would be there if BYU it. was designed to do that. But they have Why aren't they designed to do implemented it? an ultra-conservative approach with the run game heavy and taking what the defense gives you. So the question is, can BYU win a shootout with Utah State if Jeff Grimes opts to open up that portion of the playbook and he let may be forced to if they're behind and let Tanner Mangum throw the ball down the field work. as he did the majority of his freshman season, then yes, they could, but it just depends on if Jeff Grimes is willing to let Tanner Mangum go to that portion of he the playbook. He may be forced to do it. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Be. You can't get behind. Don't get behind. Today's BYU basketball media day. Let's go. That means two hour show. Press conference with Dave Rose and whatnot. So let's talk hoops. The Cougars are in the midst of two things potentially related. Gonzaga's greatest run in program history and a three-year stretch for the Cougars without an NCAA tournament appearance, the longest such streak in the 13 years of Dave Rose as the head coach. So I ask you, Spencer, is it NCAA tournament or bust for BYU hoops? Yes, it is every year under head coach Dave Rose. The expectations are very clear. Make the NCAA tournament. I'm not talking for them. I'm talking for you for them. Yes, I'm along. I'm in line with what they want to do. And particularly this year, they have ramped up the schedule to fit the new format that the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee is looking for. BYU has gone all in on a harder schedule. They will benefit from having Gonzaga on the schedule twice. The Zags might be a top three team when the preseason rankings are released. I know that they'll be in the top 10 somewhere. So BYU has the schedule in place to impress the committee, but can they do it? They're hoping they can because I think it is a bust, not just for them, but for me and for the rest of BYU Sports Nation. It's been too long since the Cougars have played in the NCAA tournament. So the last three years have been a bust. Yes. I agree. It's, it's, the, yes. it's the NCAA tournament bust. The standard hasn't changed even though BYU hasn't made the tourney the last three years. And the last two years, BYU's been NIT one and done. That has been disappointing. I'm not going to complain about winning 20-plus games, but like all things, once you get a taste for a while of the same thing, you kind of want more, right? And that's a fair expectation. You want to steadily improve and grow. Um, you have step backs, but the last three years not going to the tourney, yeah, BYU uh, wants to go, obviously. And this team has talent, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has seven players that are four-star on the roster. Six are eligible to play. Jesse Wade's got to sit out this season after transferring from Gonzaga. If I told you that there was a college basketball team whose coach averaged 25.3 wins per year and that had seven, six-eligible four-star players, you would say that's an NCAA tournament team. You, you would think, right? So why isn't BYU – why aren't we expecting BYU to make the tourney with this group necessarily? Because they're probably just too young. Two seniors in McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington who aren't, who aren't those four stars. Six juniors that will be the core of the See, team. I don't think they two are too young this year. And three freshmen. So, well, well, no, I'm, I'm with you, but I don't, I don't think we're all like, oh, yeah, this team's going to the tourney. I think the fan base is reticent to expect the NCAA tournament with, the, tournament with this group. I am expecting the NCAA tournament with this group. I feel like there is enough. As we have the last couple years in the same idea, well, we were but it hopeful. hasn't happened. We were hopeful. We're like, eh, just what, maybe. Why the difference bub- with this we year? We be bubblish because they're older. Because they're older. Nick Emery's a junior. TJ House is a junior. Nick Emery's out for a third of the regular They're no season. longer 
they're they're upperclassmen now. They've been here for a while. And you talk with the coaches, and even they feel like we're finally a little bit older. We're finally not as young as we used to be. And it's the juniors. It's not necessarily the seniors. Yes. And this is probably Yoli Childs last year. I don't expect him to I, be here more than this season. I expect BYU to make the NCAA tournament this year. And here is the trump card that is in my mind. Can we say rook card instead? Okay, fine. Here is the rook card in my mind. St. <laughs> Mary's is not what they used to be. It's going to be Gonzaga, and it should be BYU next. BYU has fewer obstacles. They have well, fewer obstacles and fewer than the opportunities West Coast for quality wins if St. Mary's not as good. No, they have they've ramped it up in the non-conference. And Nick Emery's out for nine of those games. He comes back for three big games, starting yeah, with Utah. But he misses some of those games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, I think that they I think that they should. I, I think we should expect more from this group if they have six four stars. Is there a misevaluation on the stars or of those guys, like why wouldn't we expect six four stars on the roster to make the tourney? If BYU makes the NCAA tournament, just maybe that would be an alert you would want to receive on your phone. And this going off of the presidential alert test that most of you, in fact, I'm going to guess like 90 plus percent of you that own a mobile who, who device didn't right get now, it yesterday. Our friend Sidney Carlson, former BYU production assistant, did not get one. Wait, why didn't they get? Are you guys? Not I don't know. Citizens? I don't US? know. Most of you got it. So the question is, in your mind, what is the alert that you would send out to yes. all of Cougar Nation? What would validate that? Uh, BYU's going to the Pac-12 in 2024. <laughs> That's what I would want. BYU to any Power 5 yeah. conference. Yeah, and Jason Shepard, I think, wakes up every day hoping that he got that alert from somebody. BYU to Even if it was a Power fake Jason Shepard account a couple of years ago. Is there anything else that would... <laughs> validate that type of BYU presidential message other than inclusion in a Power 5 conference. I was trying to think of a Two-hour church would do that for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. that, would, that would do it for Does me. Does that directly huh? relate to BYU athletics, though? Uh, yeah. Sponsored by said <laughs> religion. I, oh, my goodness. They don't play on Sunday. It has nothing to do with Sunday. That has everything. No. We, every day is game day, Spencer. Oh, Except for Sunday. <laughs> BYU to any Power 5 conference. Yeah. Other alerts? Uh, I don't know, like Jim Fredette found an extra year of eligibility or something. Or Jim or Fredette to, the, to an NBA team. Would that, would well, that but, qualify for a Cougar presidential alert? Jim or Fredette has signed with whatever NBA team. On a 10-day? Like, no. <laughs> no. Stop. How about BYU wins the West Coast Conference championship in basketball? Well, we'll all be watching. It I know. Be, yeah, I know. I don't. I, outside of like a Power Five invite, I don't see. It's like breaking news. It needs to be breaking news, right? Would it be like BYU schedules a home and road with Alabama or something in football? I maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I think. It's or, B, power, or BYU hoops schedules a home and road with Duke. Or pa- power Five Conference. Yeah, Power yeah. Five Conference. Yeah. Our question of the day: We want to know what is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At CL underscore living on Twitter. Hashtag blue goggle alert. This is a test of the BYU offense. Action is needed. Hey, it's time, man. Friday night. It better show up. Nathan.ganel on Instagram. The wagon has been stolen. It was stolen last year. Be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium at 7 p.m. Friday night for a battle to reclaim it. The old wagon wheel. 
at Bobo underscore Sarah on Twitter. Tennessee Tech's mascot is the Golden Eagle. Well, the Golden yes. Eagle had 73 points put up on them, I think, in like the first three quarters. They're just the Utah Eagles State. in that game. Yeah, there's nothing golden about Tennessee Tech in that instance. No. Hashtag BYUSN. And we have Golden Eagle when he was a freshman at Tippinogus, beat my high school. He's like this five foot nine. Oh, I remember Freshman, him. He scored 40. I guarded like, him. Like, who is this guy? I guarded him. Yeah. He went for 30-plus against us, but we beat him by, by like, you, 15. How many did he score on you? Uh, Probably 20-something. <laughs> he was held to 20-something. He nice. was amazing. He was amazing. Coming up, Aggie head coach Matt Wells on why his team is so much better on offense this year. And next, we tip off BYU Hoops Media Day all-access coverage with the head ball coach Dave Rose. What are his expectations for his team this year? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for tomorrow's game with Utah State by watching BYU TV's Countdown to Kickoff at 8 Eastern. Riley Nelson will join the program. His two brothers play for the Aggies right now. It's live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at 7 Eastern. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play two-hour edition on this Thursday as part of BYU Basketball Media Day. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYUSN whenever, wherever, however, and whyever you want. That's not a word. Our question of the day, what is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? This in relation to the presidential alert most of us received on our mobile devices yesterday. At Tyler Thompson 96 in on Twitter. A picture of President Kevin Worthen giving thumbs up as you hear whoosh, Kevin, coming from the phone. Uh, no, because BYU made hundreds of free throws last year, so no. Well, I mean, I think he's going for the presidential angle yeah, there, right? But, but I don't, if it's one time, maybe, no. No, it's got to be better than that. Come on. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us in studio as we officially tip off our all-access BYU Basketball Media Day coverage is the head coach, Dave Rose. Dave, welcome back to studio. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? We're great. We're talking hoops, and and hoops always comes in the middle of football. We go, oh, yeah, men's hoops. Let's go, baby. It's about to begin. Yeah, it always does, and and usually it's right around – the Utah State football game because it's around general conference weekend is when we get started. We've had a few practices already this year because they moved the date up, and so that moved uh, everything up in the calendars kind of a little bit different than it was last year. So um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, another two or three weeks of some, you know, good practices, and then uh, we'll start, you know, playing in front of people. Fantastic. Uh, can you confirm or deny the rumor that the BYU basketball coaching staff will at some point sport mustaches this season to join forces with the BYU football offensive coaches? I, I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Have you ever I, had a I mustache? Mean, if, uh, I've actually had a beard, yeah, one time in my life for maybe, uh, it was probably five or six months. When was that? Right back when I was playing in college, yeah, one summer. I looked good. Looked like Mike Newland, guys, don't we? You know? <laughs> You guys remember Mike? More importantly, did Cheryl like it? Uh, I I don't think so. (laughs) It was only five or six months. Yeah, yeah, I think we know the answer. Yeah. So uh, you said you have a couple more weeks before the season. Do you feel like you know what you have with this group, or you need to see them practice together to to really know? Well, I think it's an inexperienced group, and so you know the the seven or eight guys who have been in the program, we have a pretty good idea. We got some new guys that we got to try to see how they fit with the group in practice, and then see how they fit when we perform, when the lights come on, you know, we turn them on. So 
um, you know, it, it's a it's a process that you go through every year. I mean, everybody is really excited about uh, their team right now because uh, you know you haven't haven't been beat yet. You know, and so uh, we're we're looking forward to uh, getting out there and. Uh, we got a couple exhibition games before we we actually tip off with Nevada at Nevada. Probably, probably be ranked, you know, when it all comes down to first second week, uh, they'll be ranked in the top ten, you know, maybe the top five. So we got a good shot right out out of the gates to to make some noise. You mentioned the word experience, and we brought up two seniors, six juniors. I feel like, okay, it, you've waited a long time to get to this point where your younger guys are no longer that young. How do you feel about? Uh, the maturity of your team, led by the guys like Yoli Childs, T.J. Haas, Nick Emery, and so forth. Yeah, and I think I think the leadership really, uh, you know, Luke has been a, a, a just a stalwart here. I, I know that he's, um, you know, really talks to the guys about our ultimate goal, which is the NCAA tournament. He's been in a couple of them. Dalton's another guy who's been in the NCAA tournament. We've, over the years, had a roster full of guys who have had that experience. Uh, that's That's really not the case with this team. As for when we talk about experience, but the experience we've talking about is that they've been through the wars. They know what it's like to go through a, a non-conference schedule and then get ready for league, and what it's like the first time through league, the second time through league, get prepared for the league tournament. So, those are all things that I, I you feel comfortable with with your team because you've got eight players who have been through that with you, and then you're excited for the new guys. See how the new guys all fit and how quick they can come. We've had uh, over the years some really big impacts from our freshman and sophomore uh, class. Um, but the years that our freshman and sophomore classes kind of had to carry us has not been our best year. So I'm looking forward to an experienced team with some help from that, uh, that younger classes. Your goal, of course, is the NCAA tournament. You've been there a bunch of times. Um, what, what are your expectations for this group uh, early on right now? Well, my expectations are, if you're talking about the end, the result, is that that's where we want to be. And we we, we got to get there. Uh, I mean, there's two ways to qualify. One's an at-large bid, which is getting to be pretty tough. I mean, we, we've been in the leagues. I think we've been in the WCC for seven years. There's been six at-large bids. We've got three of them. I think St. Mary's got two. Zags have got one. I mean, it, it, those, those are really, really tough to come by. Um, and so uh, you, you really kind of – Focus in now on on those three days in Vegas, you know. But uh, we've got a great schedule. If we if we could put this thing together and and uh, you know really, I, I think the schedule bodes really well for what the committee is trying to look for. So we just need to win some games. Do you feel like it's harder uh, to get an at large last couple of years versus say I don't know when you when you were? Well, I, I mean, it's not it's not what I feel. It's fact. I mean, yeah. just count them up. So you know, we we know where we stand. We just we got to go get it done. Dave Rose, head basketball coach at BYU, with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. Brian Hamilton, a writer for The Athletic, tabbed your team as his college hoops team, and I, I want to quote this, that wasn't in the tourney last year but is most likely to make a splash this year. How do you feel about uh, that type of expectation uh, being given to your team? Uh, I'm excited about that. I, I think our, our, our guys, that's what they work for. That's what they come here. I think the expectation is uh, that that's what our program is and that's what we want to do. I mean, when you go to the tournament eight out of nine years in a little stretch there and these guys were all alive during that period, I mean, I think that's why they come. That's what they want to do. And so, uh, you know, it it is a long 
five and a half, six month process, and all those games count. And so you have to be really consistent in order to pull that off. Yoli Childs is back for his junior year. How has he changed his game? Is he more of a perimeter player kind of shooter guy? Well, I think he spent a lot of time out there. I I, I do believe that um, you know he he's developed uh, from year to year more of his more of his game offensively. I think defensively he's gotten a lot smarter with his ability to to defend without fouling. Um, but I, I do think that when what you saw against St. Mary's and against Gonzaga in the conference tournament last year will be more of the norm for, for Yoli this year. I hope so, anyways. Shooting threes? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in regard to Nick Emery and him having to sit out nine games, what's the plan to kind of navigate through all of that? Because I know he's with the team, he's practicing with the team, but you won't get him until the Utah game. Yeah, we, we've been through that before. Uh, you know, over the years, the rules have kind of changed. But since I've been here, we've had some semester transfers. When Kelly Wesley was one, I remember. Matt Carlino was a guy who became eligible. And, and basically, you know, right now – Nick is in practice. He's he's on the you know the scout team at times. He's on uh, the white team and, and just kind of getting his legs and his feel back and has a lot of freedom to do what he wants. I think when we get closer to the time where uh, you know he's going to be playing with us, then we'll kind of um, kind of attack that challenge as it comes. But Nick's going to be a big part of this team once he gets uh, to be able to play. See the same player he was before. Um, I think you'll you see a lot of the same things, but I, I also see a lot of maturity in him. I think that uh, he he was always a guy, and and still is. He's a really emotional guy, and he and he 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 plays you know with his attitude right on his sleeve. And uh, but I, I I do believe that uh, he has a a much clearer vision of what this game is and how he appreciates it and wants to play it. How will the pace and scheme look for this year's team compared to last year? Well, that that will be interesting to see. You know, I I think that uh, you know as a whole, the guys want to play a little bit faster, and everybody at this time of year is always talking about playing faster because that's what the fans want to hear. <laughs> that's what everybody wants to hear. But you know, coaches are pretty much creatures of habit, and they try to figure out the best way for that team to play so that they can win games. Yeah, especially you know successful coaches, coaches that win a lot. So. Uh, I think right now everyone's talking about playing faster. I think our group wants to play faster. We're practicing uh, with a whole different pace on offense. Um, we'll see if we can be successful playing that way. And if we can, I think it'll be a, you know, a really fun year for the guys. You said the guys want to play faster. Do you want to play faster? Well, yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's kind of like asking LeBron what he's going to bring to the Lakers, isn't it? <laughs> you Do I want to play faster? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You always want to play. Do faster. I want to play faster? <laughs> yeah. All right. It was just it was just very slow last year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Looking at this group, um, who do you expect to have a, a bigger role than they had last year? Uh, if you take the guys, you know that are returning. You know, I think Jashir uh, is a guy that played really well last year for us and was a, a defensive gem and 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 uh, bring bring something to our team that. We hadn't seen for a few years and being able to get that initial penetration under control. He's a he's a, a, a really good offensive player, and I think you'll see uh, a lot more scoring out of him. I, I think that uh, Zach Selius is a guy who had a great freshman year and last year tried to find his way a little bit after a year off. I think he's uh, spent so much time in the gym that it's just bound to pay off, and and he's going to you know have a much bigger role. And I think Rylan Bergeson is another guy who has really spent the time and has the game to be able to play how we want to play, and we'll just see how he does when we get him in there. The new guys, Connor and Gav, expect a lot out of those guys. Colby is, uh, is coming along, but uh, you know, I, 
I'm really excited to see that part of it. I think we all kind of know, you know, about TJ and Yo and, uh, you know, what, what they bring and how they do things. And now let's see and Nick and let, now let's see what, what else we can, you know, uh, really bring to the table. I, I, you know, the thing for me, I, when I recruit these guys, I really, I think every guy that I recruit at some time could be an all league player. It, it, it just depends on how it works for them. A lot of it's, uh, you know, uh, opportunities with uh, the position opportunities. Other times it's health factors. But if, if we stay healthy and these guys all can kind of fit together, I, I think we've got a really good group that uh, can make a good run at it. In case anybody else is still wondering, head coach Dave Rose wants to play fast. So you do want to play fast. We always play fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if you if – you, uh, It was the fast sabbatical last year. I, I think yeah. I'll, I'll just stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> coach – Fantastic to talk to you. We're excited for media day. Yeah, hoops, let's go. Season. October 19th is the Blue and White game. We have right, a, I, got a que- I got a question for you guys. Okay, yeah, okay. Now, last time I think we talked, we were in the bookstore. Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. When, when was that, in July or June? April, I want to say. April? It was a long wow, summer. Yeah. long time. Have you been doing this every day? <laughs> Just about. Since that? Yeah, we take Saturdays and Sundays off. Saturdays and Sundays yeah. off. Okay. Yeah. Have we been doing this every day, you know, coach? Sometimes, coach? Have we been doing this we, every day? Sometimes when I leave, like, really special places, like when you go to Hawaii uh-huh. and you have a, a great time for, you know, seven or eight days, and then you come home and you think, you know what, there's still people over there having really good days. Uh-huh. You know, you go to Lake Powell, have a great time, then you think, my gosh, there's people down there having a great time. I don't feel that way about it. <laughs> But Someone, you are doing it every day. Someone's got to carry the banner. Someone's got to do it. We're next door neighbors here. Okay. We appreciate the support, Dave. <laughs> I, I haven't seen you guys playing catch out there. We need to do oh, that. I know it's been a while. We need We're to busy. Do we need yeah. to get on Coach Rose's lawn. That's why you haven't been. Able we to need to get on Coach Rose's lawn. Hey, we got a brand new flag. We want you, you to be the very the first yeah. signature Absolutely. Yeah. on our brand new flag, the Sailor Coog. Navigate the cords here. Yeah. And it's white so that we'll be able to like see all of them. Yeah. Also, we just want to remind people that Dave Rose wants to play fast this year, okay? That's this just in, okay? Okay. Awesome. There you go. Okay, coming up, are the Aggies bringing the old wagon wheel to the game tomorrow? We'll ask head coach Matt Will. And next, Jimmer Fredette back in action on the court. What was his stat line? And does Jerem really care if his team actually won if he had a good stat line? This is BYU Sports Night. Why wouldn't I? Join Spencer and I Saturday morning for a special BYU Sports Nation. We like to call the General Conference pregame show or countdown to conference. It's Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We will recap the game against Utah State one hour before the Saturday morning session of General Conference. I hope, for everyone's sake, it is after a BYU football win. So that the energy We've had a few of those that have just stunk. Oh, my gosh. 2014, Taste Mill got hurt. We were in here, like, wiping the tears from our eyes still. Seriously, that might be the most depressing show we've ever done in now 1,350. Yeah. 1,350 today? Yes. All right. Let's celebrate. Holy cow. Uh, we now present today's headlines in episode 1350. Maybe you've heard BYU football will host the Utah State Aggies. Where are they from, Jerem? Ogden. Oh. Tomorrow night, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Nine Eastern, seven Mountain kickoff. Last season, BYU took an early lead only to watch it disappear after a bevy of mistakes. Translation, seven turnovers. Head coach Kalani Satake says this year, BYU has to avoid that. 
Um, mistakes will not help in this game. They don't help in any of our games, obviously from, from the Washington game. So we need to minimize the mistakes and, and then use effort and playing hard and, and playing uh, and executing cleanly to make up for any mistakes that do happen. So that's going to be the key for, in this game for us. Protect Lavelle's house. Got more good news. Coverage of the game starts on countdown to kickoff, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. We will take you inside like no other show can do. There's only one place to watch the Cougars and Aggies warm up. It's countdown to kickoff. Kyle Van Oyen, the New England Patriots, face the Indianapolis Colts tonight, 8 Eastern or 820 Eastern at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Cougars will play UMass on November 10th. Today, BYU Basketball Media Day. We just heard from head coach Dave Rose. He wants to play fast. He does? That was the overwhelming message in that interview. In hour two of today's two-hour special, we also have Luke Worthington, who Dave Rose labeled as just an absolute leader for this team. TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, Jasheer Hartnett also in studio. And Dave Rose will host his press conference at 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain. Stream it live on BYUtv.org. And the BYU TV app. Jimmer Fredette scored 24 points for the Shanghai Sharks in a 94-90 loss to Zhejiang Guangxia Lions. I need my second grader, Jax, to uh, give us the proper pronunciation. He's in Chinese immersion, so I'll get on that. Nice. Uh, the next game is Tuesday against the Houston Rockets at 80. Oh, opportunity, Jerem, for oh, Jimmer. Jimmer taking on James Harden and Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah, Melo. Right. <laughs> Our question of Rockets the day. Rockets ain't going to the finals now. <laughs> Why? Enough Why, shot. Houston? Enough shots Why to go around Why did you do it, team? Houston? Yeah. What is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? You probably got that presidential alert yesterday on your mobile device. At Twiggy Stone on Twitter, in all caps, says, This is not a test. We need all royal-wearing loyal Cougars to show the dairy farmers how to properly root on your team. On a side note, let's eat some Cougar tails. I'm always up for a uh, quality maple donut. I really am. Coming up in the second hour, we talk to BYU Hoops players, including Yoli Childs and TJ Huff. Ah, but next, it's more football with Utah State head coach Matt Wells. He's back on the program. Did the bye week help his team prepare for the Cougars, or are they rusty? Ah, one of those cliche scenarios. This is BYU Sports Nation. Nah, bored. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU hosts Utah State in the 88th edition of the Battle for the Old Wagon Wheel. Tomorrow night, tune in at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio for Cougar Free Game Live, then join us at 8 Eastern on BYU TV with Countdown to Kickoff. BYU Sports Nation continues two-hour special, and we'll do so with our question of the day, which is, what is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? At Randy Conover 5 on Twitter says, Dennis Pitta, new co-host of Sports Nation. He's not willing to take the uh, salary dip. <laughs> it blasts out to all BYU people. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis that, Pitta, new host of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> and breaking that's, news. That's the message. Really <laughs> fantastic. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media by using the hashtag BYU. He's prepping with the Ravens. <laughs> To just be good enough to be maybe considered as a guest fill-in oh, here. Oh. That's the whole purpose of that. It's, it's, he doesn't it's, want to uh, admit it. His but. trampoline job is uh, with the NFL's Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. 
to well, get to get to this level. Yeah, well, the Ravens used to be good, you know. <laughs> the head football coach at Utah State, his name is Matt Wells, former quarterback for the Aggies. He was in some battles with BYU. In fact, I saw some highlights pop up of a game that he and Kalani Satake both played in in 1994. Pretty fun. Well, they'll both coach against each other one more time as they battle for the old wagon wheel. Here is the conversation we had taped earlier with Utah State head coach Matt Wells. All right, Coach, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, it's our yearly conversation. We appreciate you taking a moment for us. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. We want to be clear, uh, Nyborg is not here with us. He is uh, there with you now, right? He's on, he's on your staff. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a great job. He's uh, our director of player personnel in charge of all our recruiting and, and uh, does a lot of the things, uh, kind of special projects for me and, and helps out with ops. He, is, uh, he does a tremendous job. You could say he was a special project for us as well in the past. Uh, um, I'll, I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll leave that. I'll leave that one untouched. <laughs> we love Zach. Uh, your team's three and one, scoring over fifty points a game, fourth best scoring offense in the country. What has gone right for your team in September? We just got in a good rhythm. I thought, uh, you know, we played catch. Um, we we threw and caught the ball well. We've we've run it when we want to run it. Um, except for uh, really the Michigan State game, and that's a credit, I think, um, uh, to their front seven on defense at, at Michigan State. But we've just been in the good rhythm. Jordan's, uh, I think, uh, taken another step from where he finished last year as a redshirt freshman. And um, we've got some experience back, and, and our guys are, are, you know, have played well for four weeks. Yeah, I want to go to something you just mentioned, Jordan Love, in terms of you know, taking that next step. Where do you feel he has had the, the most – growth in his game from last year to this year um well i think i think his accuracy has increased and i think part of that is uh two things number one um i think his fundamentals have been refined over the spring um and through the summer just with his footwork and and some things like that to to help his consistency i think number one that helps um, with your passing uh, accuracy. And then the second thing is his knowledge of the offense. And I think the, the, the longer you're in this offense and the longer he's in it, the more he knows um, he's able to progress through reads to his third and fourth options. And um, the more you get to that, um, you tend to find guys, you know, as your three and four, uh, third and fourth option, excuse me, uh, to be a little bit more open. Therefore, your completion percentage, I think, goes up a little bit. You're not forcing things as much, and so I, I would attribute it to both those things. We're talking with Matt Wells, Utah State head coach. The Aggies off to a 3-1 and one start. Your team uh, went up to Michigan State and lost a close one, uh, an entertaining game there, and then three straight at home in which you've put up 40-plus, 60 against New Mexico State, 73 against Texas Tech, uh, and then uh, a 10-point win, putting up 42. Now you hit the road again. It will have been 35 days, Coach, but – you had a bye, and you are 6-0 and uh, in games coming off bye. So what is it about that that uh, makes your team that much more prepared? Well, I, I, I don't know if I know the full answer to that, but um, um, I think we've, we've just stayed consistent in our bye week schedule. Um, I like it. I, liked, I think there's, a, there's been a good mix of uh, practice, fundamental practice, tough practice, um, resting our guys, doing a little bit more conditioning than we typically do uh, throughout uh, in a normal than in a normal week. We practice our young guys a lot more. We scrimmage. We have a mix of recruiting, 
um, getting a little bit ahead for the for the next opponent, things like that. I, that doesn't guarantee success by any means at all. I mean, I don't I don't look at that and think, oh, that's that means you're always going to win after bye week. Not not even in the closest. I think it's how your players take to that bye week and how they prepare. And I think it's just as much how they prepare coming out of the bye week more than anything. Talking with Matt Wells, the head coach of the Utah State Aggies here on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, I'm really curious your answer to this question. BYU and Utah State have been playing a really long time, but there has been more and more success from the Utah State side over the last couple of years. What do you attribute that to? Oh, I think, you know, I think this is a, our program's better than it was 10 years ago. I think it, um, you know, it's, um, you know, I think starting with Coach Anderson, um, we have recruited better. We've retained a lot of players. Um, we've been fairly successful. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's a good era right now of Utah State football. I mean, we've, you know, we've been to bowl games six out of the last seven years, and that's, quite frankly, that's the best stretch ever in the history of this program. And, um, you know, there's a bunch of things to attribute it to. I think probably um, I would be very remiss if I didn't point to two people that had a huge, huge hand in that, and that would be former President Stan Albrecht and, and the former AD Scott Barnes. Those two guys had a vision for Utah State in terms of moving the football program, uh, the facilities improvement, uh, moving Utah State from the WAC to the Mountain West. Um, they were visionaries, and they were guys that were very aggressive in doing that. And our alumni, um, our boosters, um, those people have, um, you know, been there, I think, every step of the way. So there was uh, – it's not just recruiting. It's not just coaching. It's, it takes everybody. And those two guys, I think, started the whole thing about 10 years ago. And it's certainly become a game that I look forward to uh, a little more uh, now each and every year. Uh, what sticks out about BYU as you've prepared for the Cougars this Friday? Well, they're big and strong up front on on the O line and the D line. Some things I don't think ever change. They always cut length on the edge. I mean, there's always a Kafusi playing defensive end. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, I mean, Corbin is a really, really. Um, good player, and then certainly Devin, I think, has a bright, bright future, and he's going to be a really good player. But, um, you know, they've always got really good backers, um, Taki Taki and, and Butch, I, you know, and I, I don't think they are um, – I think they are typical BYU backers in that they are very strong, very aggressive, very good open field tacklers. Um, and so i got a lot of respect for, for those guys. I think that's – you see that and you go, man, typical BYU, strong, physical, tough. Um, this year is no different. What do you make of the BYU offense that Coach Grimes is, is trying to install in his first season as the, as the offensive coordinator? Well, you see a lot of things. I have a lot of respect for, for Coach Grimes. and You see a lot of, uh, I think, uh, things that uh, reflect his career. Um, really, as you know, you go way, way back um, when he was at Boise and Arizona State with with Dirk Cutter, and certainly you see that I think um, with the the jet sweep series and the fly sweep series and all the things off of it. I mean, nakeds to bootlegs to shots to screens to just split zone to handing it off, bunch of different formations. I see a lot of that influence in him coming out. I know he was, you know. Um, did some of that at LSU as well. 
Um, you know, he was around Gus Malzahn for a good amount of time. Um, that was pace, run the ball, physical um, at Auburn, all the tricks. Um, you see see a lot of that stuff. Um, and then they're doing a nice job. Um, I really think that uh, Tanner is, um, you know, in terms of his coaching, I think he's getting coached really well. He's a really good quarterback. You see him go um, through his progressions. I mean, and that's that's evidenced by him dumping down to running backs and those kind of things. Um, very, very well coached. Let's finish with this: the old okay, wagon, the old wagon wheel. You've got yeah. it. You won it. You won by sixteen last year. Where is it? And are you going to bring it down to the game? Because sometimes the winner doesn't bring it down. They only give it up if they lose the game. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I, I, maybe that's a reflection of not, us not having it very much. But um, I think the winner should bring it to the game. I think that's the kind of the way it's been since I've been here. Um, it's in our complex, but yeah, we'll certainly bring it down. Uh, I just think that's you got. I think it's a really cool uh, trophy for a really good rivalry, and I think that's something that's really neat to play for. I think the players get up for that. I think it's a really cool deal. Um, and so, yeah, I just you know you, you're. Uh, you know, you, you own your side of the rivalry, right? So I think you bring it down, and that's, that's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Always fun to have a trophy with it. Matt, we yep. appreciate the time. Uh, we'll see you okay. Friday. Okay, appreciate you having me on. Utah State head football coach Matt Wells with us on BYU Sports Nation. The, the old wagon wheel needs to be at the game. BYU didn't always bring it. That's on BYU. They'd win it, and then eh, it's just there. Uh, the, BYU didn't care. The rivalry has entered so a new realm. Which is which is uh, probably healthy for the rivalry, right? Yeah. Coming up, Yoli Childs, T.J. Haas, and more in the second hour. How will this team be different than last? Year? BYU volleyball puts their undefeated 15-0 record on the line tonight, and their West Coast Conference sweep streak on the line, for that matter. Plus, Kyle Van Noy isn't terrorizing Matt Wells anymore, but is ready to terrorize someone in the NFL. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to our guests in hour number one of this two-hour special, BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose and the head football coach at Utah State, Matt Wells. He missed any of hour number one, or he missed any of hour number two for that matter. Download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Stay tuned for a second hour of today's show that includes Yoli Childs, T.J. Haas, Luke Worthington, and Joshier Hardnett. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU hosts Utah State tomorrow night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 9 Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at 7 Eastern, BYU TV at 8 Eastern. The Aggies, 3-1 on the season. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots face one of their rivals, the Indianapolis Colts. And that rivalry was only stoked a little bit more when Josh McDaniels did what he did and said no to the head coaching job for Indianapolis. That game happens tonight at 8.20 p.m. Eastern, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Basketball. So Matt Patricia said yes. Today's BYU Basketball Media Day, as mentioned, we talked with Dave Rose earlier. He's not a, he doesn't feel great about us doing this show every day, apparently, and he's going to play fast. <laughs> Next. Yes. Cougars overseas. Jimmer Fredette scored 24 points in his Shanghai Sharks preseason opener. The Sharks' next game goes down Tuesday against James Harden, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and the Houston Rockets at 8 p.m. Eastern. Brandon Davies uh, is still with the Lithuanian squad, Zalgiris Kaunas, and they beat Nevesis 81-68 on Wednesday. Davies, 12 points, 5-6 shooting, team best 7 
Rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Volleyball. Top-ranked BYU women's volleyball at 15-0. We'll put that perfect record and undefeated streak on the line against San Diego in San Diego. Tomorrow, 10 years, and you can watch that match live on the W.TV. They haven't lost a set in WCC play so far. Softball. BYU softball plays fall exhibition game tonight, 8 Eastern against Salt Lake Community College at Gale Miller Field. Our question of the day, what is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Blue Goggles 1 in on Twitter, beat USU. Or I switched my account to Navy Blue Goggles. But you're going to send that alert out to all of Cougar Nation? Well then. Okay, take a stance. That's you like, did. That's like, uh, so there are like 500 plus employees or whatever at BYU Broadcasting, right? So when send, someone sends a BYUB all, it goes to every single employee. It just better be worth it. And I have yet to see one outside of the brass sending an email that has been worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's a shot fired. At Laser Sheep, also on Twitter. Fan alert, Utah State can score points. Don't expect a little brother type opponent on Friday. Little brother's growing up. Little brother's like 17. Little brother has won two of the last four. Yeah, wait a minute. So is he little anymore? I mean, is he? maybe he's just younger brother? I don't know. Yeah, how little is little brother? Yeah, it might just yes. be younger brother. Might just be younger brother now? Yeah. No, Utah State has made tremendous strides uh, over the last decade to now, and it's been good for the state. It really has. Like, Utah still doesn't want to play Utah State every year, per se, um, because they want to go out of conference. They play nine conference games. I get it. Probably FCS, BYU, and then they want, like, a higher-profile um, other one. But, hey, it's good for the rivalry that uh, yeah. BYU – has uh, it's not like a forty-four nothing blowout like it was like a decade ago, and no. BYU was really Typically good. Typically close State games, yeah, yeah, so, all kinds of drama. Twenty eleven, Riley Nelson, twenty twelve, six three game. Yeah, twenty eleven's Riley Nelson miracle doesn't happen. It would have been it would have been back to back wins for Utah State. Well, it hasn't been since seventy three seventy four. We are not done. An entire second hour of BYU Sports Nation coming up. BYU hoops take over. Luke Worthington, T.J. Haas, Yoli Childs, and Josh Earhardt. We would love it if you would stick with us for hour number two. Right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio, we'll kick things off with Luke Worthington. We'll see you in like two minutes. Luke. The big moment, championship game, down by two, ten seconds left. Inbound pass, Johnson's got the ball. In their hearts, your kids have always been champions. It's only a matter of unlocking their potential. So give them a place to dream. A place where, every day, they can shape themselves into what they can become. He made it! And the crowd goes wild! Champions start here. Sport Court. Are you looking for a better way to deliver results this year? Expanding your product line or building new locations? How about your online presence? Does it need a boost? Maybe you just want to put a little more distance between you and the competition. Tap into the powerful engine of BYU Athletics and let us put together a plan unique to your business. We can provide you with the tools designed to enhance your brand on a local, regional, or national level. We invite your team to join ours. For details, email sponsorship at byu.edu today. The BYU Sports Nation guys check out the BYU store. 
Hey, before you hit someone with that football, take a look around at all the great BYU gear from Nike. Hoodies, exercise wear, sweaters, t-shirts, all the stuff an active sportscaster needs. Um, Spencer, that one is actually for your better half. No, not Jerem, your wife. The BYU Store, keeping Jerem and Spencer looking great and proud to sponsor BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel. And all-conference lineman, Dallas Reynolds. Lance, my older brother, was here on the offensive line. We played right next to each other. Then Matt came in. We played together that year. It was an incredible experience to play with brothers. Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel. Weekly conversations with BYU personalities, both past and present. First-round NFL draft pick, John Tate. You're just kind of looking at those faces in the huddle, and you want to fight for them. You know they're going to fight for you. That's a powerful feeling. Listen to Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain, here on BYU Radio. Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live for our number two. It is BYU Basketball Media Day, and we continue with your day-to-day play-by-play Live in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, October 4th, wherever and however you are still connected. It's still great to have you with us. Alongside a man who fears nothing other than a haunted house, Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. The only thing I fear is fear itself, Spencer. Hmm. That's it. All right. Winston Churchill? Is that what's in there? <laughs> you can't say it with a question mark behind it. You say it with, definitively, even if you think you might be wrong. Winston Churchill said that. I would rather get it right than be right. <laughs> Here's what's on tap for hour number two. No more Winston Churchill quotes. Why not? Okay, maybe there will be. Who doesn't want more Winston Churchill? What? Luke Worthington will join us in just a moment. One of the two BYU basketball Luke. seniors. Great leader, as uh, called by his head coach, Dave Rose. TJ Haas in 15 minutes. Yoli Childs in 30 minutes. And Jashir Hardnett shortly right. after that. Let's go. It's a loaded guest lineup. All to tip off BYU Basketball Media Day. Our question of the day is, what is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? Right now, it would be that we have a second hour of the show. Yes. In fact, I think we probably have done that, right? At least on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, it's not the president. Can we extend that to the, the mobile presidential no, alert no. don't do the BYUB all thing <laughs> no don't do it linda and sheldon answers our question on facebook nothing will ever compare in giant cougar news as last year's caffeine oh, will now yeah. be sold on campus that announcement. Was, yeah that was huge smile that was huge. yes that would be worthy of it right caffeine on campus that's yeah well, yeah yes. there's like a 60 year build up to that 24 7 continues on social media joining our conversation using the hashtag byusn okay now We've mentioned his name a couple of times. He is here with us, Luke Worthington, back in Studio B. Luke. What's up, Luke? Welcome. Good to be here. It's, it's time for basketball. It's time for basketball. feels cold out. It's, it's fall weather now. Yeah. That means it's time for basketball. Yeah, we're officially ready to go. Let's go. Let's start with this. What makes this team unique and different from the others that you've played on at BYU? Because you've uh, been through a lot here. Yeah, senior year. So I've definitely seen a lot of different rosters. Um. To be honest, I think this team is um, just mentally locked in, which is a really good thing to have. I think in past years we've had a lot of outstanding players. Um, We've had some changes as far as how we've played going into last season especially. 
Um, but going into this year, I think you've got a group of guys who are super focused. Um, and you also have, for the first time ever, really for me, a very um, grown-up roster. You got a lot of juniors and a couple of seniors in there. And so all of a sudden you have this leadership, which I think maybe we haven't had in the past. I've been on two rosters my time here at BYU where we haven't had one senior. Super crazy. So, yeah. There's eight, there's eight of you, which is crazy. I, I want to break down a lot of basketball with you, but I've got to ask you a couple other questions. Uh, BYU beat Wisconsin, Luke. Yeah. You're from Wisconsin. Yeah. So what was that like for you emotionally? Because I know you're a Badgers fan, eh. but you go to BYU. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm more of a Coug. I'm not. I mean, I'm a huge Packer guy. Yeah. I'm a huge okay. Bucks guy, but I never really got huge Brewers? into the Badger stuff. The Brewers, it's I support. G- it's game day for the Brewers. Yeah, so. yeah. I support the Brewers. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really, I mean, I'm emotionally behind the Packers and Bucks, whereas the Badgers is like, ah, way to go, guys. So like, yeah. when they do well, I'm happy. But <laughs> I'd rather go, have BYU, I'd rather have BYU <laughs> yeah. win. So, so were you? Was your phone blowing up with texts, or were you blowing up people's phones with texts? You're like, dude, no, the Kooks, what's I don't, up? I don't talk. About that that. I mean. Guy. You if if I had said from... anything, they could have just said something about last year and yes. how that game and you're turned like, out. So. Sorry, when? Right. Oh, last year? Interesting. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Just but. consult with me if you need to. Oh, my exactly. goodness. Go. Yeah, you want to troll? Talk to Jeremy. How many, yeah. Yeah, how many, how many times is BYU going to be Wisconsin? So let's, That's, you got to yeah. take advantage, you take bro. Advantage. Yeah. It's true. Uh, also, let's uh, bring up the fact that uh, you were recently married, late August. Um, congratulations. Yes, what's congratulations. Your, what's your wife's Thank name? Thank you. Sarah. Sarah. Awesome. Yes. How are things different now as a married BYU basketball player? Wow. It's a lot different. My whole life's a lot different. Um, but predominantly, as far as on the basketball court, I get a lot more sleep, that's for sure. When being a married man, all of a sudden your life kind of settles down a little bit. I feel Welcome. grown. Welcome. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> so we have a few of them. It's not just me. You got Yoli and Zach and all these dudes in the offseason getting married and other guys getting engaged, so. It's it's going to be good for our team for sure. Who isn't uh, married or engaged on the team? Right it's now? a short list. <laughs> like if you're looking, freshman, yeah, if you're, Harding, yeah, if you're looking for a basketball player, you got to go young. You got to go for a <laughs> freshman, or I don't know. There's a couple of wild cards, and then you got like Jasheer and yeah. a couple different people, but it's very limited. Yeah. So you're better off going with football or something yeah. like that. Oh, the matchmaker, Luke Worthington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this this team, like you've talked about, okay, you got six juniors, two seniors. And the expectation is always to get into the NCAA tournament. Stylistically, describe to us how it's perhaps different because Heath Schroer was kind of running things schematically. Now he's at McNeese. Right. So what, how is it different on the court? It's different because I think there are a couple of guys especially who feel um, that this up-paced tempo, and not that we're throwing away any of the half court that we did uh, make ground on last year, but we are playing more up-tempo in terms of transition. We had basically no transition points last year, which hurt us in some games, um, especially against you know teams like Gonzaga and other guys. And so being able to push it, I think, is helping to loosen up a lot of guys where they don't feel as tight when they go to shoot. And um, so hopefully overall it just helps us to score the ball. And, and then defensively, to be honest, we've kept a lot of things in place. Um, there's a couple of things that we've changed as far as um, again, just schematically to tighten to tighten it up. But for the most part, defense is kind of the same. So if BYU basketball had an offensive and defensive coordinator, who would they be this year with the revised staff? You know, I think it's a, I think it's kind of a balanced attack. 
Because sure, you have guys, and you mentioned Heath last year, who's on the court and screaming his guts out, but you have guys on the sidelines the whole time who are coaching individually. Sure. So although you might have, I would say, kind of at the helm sometimes during practice, Coach Lewis, you have other guys who are taking you aside, Coach Lacombe, Lee, Kamard, uh, Coach Rose, talking about And now guys. Nate Austin a little bit, too? And Nate okay. as well, yeah. He's a graduate assistant. Yeah. What What is uh, Lee Kamard brought to the table? And is he different at all now that he's not a grad assistant <laughs> and an assistant coach? Or is he Are you asking guy? about his personality? Because that hasn't changed. No, no. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, that that is the same for sure. Yeah. What I mean is, is he a different dude in how he coaches because he's an assistant coach now? Yeah, I mean, his role has changed for sure. I mean, with a graduate assistant, you're kind of this versatile, all of a sudden you're on the court, you're off the court, you're playing with the guys, or you're just telling them what to do. So as an assistant coach, it's far more, um, you know, instructional and really telling guys directly what they should be doing in their position as opposed to like, hey, nice shot, or, you know, just it's almost like you're a glorified cheerleader sometimes. Yeah, you know, you're the, a, you're a friend. Or right, right. Kind of a friend, supporter, yeah. as opposed to a guy who's actually coaching. You know? So does he have to be a bad guy with you now a little bit? Whereas before he could be the uh, Lee affirmer. couldn't be a bad guy. Lee can't talk <laughs> trash to me. <laughs> he does knows this, that. Does this Because Lee would jump in, uh, wouldn't he, often? Uh, on the scout squad sometimes? Yeah. yeah he now would. he probably, Especially when there was a need for it. If some guy went down yeah. or something, he'd go in. and. So now he probably doesn't no he has well he doesn't want any of this anyway he's getting too old for it. <laughs> <laughs> you said you didn't talk trash look at that that was good luke worthington byu basketball senior forward with us on byu sports nation when you th- see on the schedule nevada utah houston san diego state gonzaga is probably gonna be ranked top five they're on it twice what do you think when you look at that schedule that's exciting that's sweet i mean nobody i don't think anybody um, really get scared or intimidated to play those games. You just get – I get hyped at least. I mean, I see those kind of guys on the on the schedule, and all it can do is help. I mean, <laughs> realistically, win or lose, playing teams like that helps as long as you get better throughout the season. So I anticipate winning those games. I think we have the players and the system and the coaching and the preparation to do it. I think we're going to get some big wins in the – in the preseason, and I mean the non-conference season, and then in, in the conference as well. But it's more than anything just exciting, I think, to get to play those those kind of teams. Give us an idea of who is uh, you know vastly improved in say a certain area. Like we're hearing, hey, Yoli Childs is more of a consistent three-point shooter, things like that. Yeah, um, there's several guys. There really, ha- there really is. I'm not just saying that. I think. I mean, as far as the summer and coming into this, the very beginning of the practices and season right now, Zach's been shooting the lights out. So that's been really awesome to see, to see that confidence in him shooting so well. Um, I'd say Rylan has made quite a few uh, jumps in his game. He's a really long, athletic guy, but as a freshman, was just trying to kind of figure it out. Um, and then, I mean, it, it's hard because I don't want to leave anyone out because there's been a lot of dudes who sure. make progress. Just know you'll be left out. If yeah. Luke doesn't mention it, he'll mention it another time. Yeah, if, if you get left <laughs> out, then you haven't made any strides at all. <laughs> no. Pick it up. So there were only yeah. two of you. Sorry. Only two of us in the, in the yeah. whole offseason. Yep. Uh, wh- it's too bad. And I want to ask you what you worked on. How are you a better player? I've, I mean, I've kind of been working on just overall. I, I mean, towards the end of the season last year, to be honest – I think in that championship game, we got kind of run out. I mean, we almost ran out of juice. We made it to that game. We beat St. Mary's. That was a team that we wanted to beat. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Gonzaga. It always has been. It always will be. So we need to get to that championship game and be feeling our best. And I've worked on, you know, 
my body as far as conditioning and lifting and all that kind of stuff. And I think we need to continue to do that and monitor ourselves throughout the year so that we have the juice to bring it every single night on the floor or else you can get run out of the gym by some of these teams. Yeah. Like you said, we're playing a lot of good competition, sure. so you got to make sure you're there physically. What's the most important bit of advice that you have given or will give to the new guys that are joining an experienced roster? Man, you're looking for a Winston Churchill kind of quote here. <laughs> nice. Um, man, I more than anything, maybe even more than advice, and I mentioned this recently to Coach Kamard, is I think each of those guys needs an individual mentor to not just give them maybe a one-liner, but to be at their side helping them throughout the year. Your freshman year is critical for your growth. And I think, you know, even if I were to take one guy, if I were to take a fellow big man, I'd take Colby aside and I'm telling him in a game, certain situations, you know, either not to get sped up or not to get flustered or to be talking constantly to his other teammates. I mean, that's going to that's gonna help him more in the long run than thinking, man, Luke told me this and I'm just ready to go all year, you know, because those kind of things fade. So you got to be at their side the whole year long. And I think we got other guys who need to do that for the other freshmen as well, and we're going to be super successful. Yeah. A comment doesn't have great shelf life, right? Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you got to go to the well Unless often. Unless you're Winston Churchill. Unless oh you're Winston my. Churchill. No. <laughs> Apparently that sunk deep into you. Yeah, <laughs> it did. <laughs> Luke, great to talk to you, man. Uh, we would love for you to be the second person to sign our brand-new Sailor flag. Coog so flag. This is a new flag, so we signature again. Wow. Yeah. It's so, there's so there's much a, real estate on there. I, I can know, sign anywhere. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot, so you yes. can go where you want there. Yeah, right. awesome. BYU Basketball Media Day underway. We've talked to Dave Rose, the head coach, and now one of his senior leaders, Luke Worthington. Okay, coming up, how much better is Yoli Childs this season? We'll ask you. But first, it's TJ Hawes. What has him the most excited about his upcoming junior season? Thanks for the signature, Luke. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for tomorrow's game with Utah State by watching BYU TV's countdown to kickoff at 8 Eastern time. Riley Nelson will join the program as we get you ready for Utah State and Brigham Young. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is rolling on social media. It is a two-hour special today. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever you would like to converse with us. We would love for you to answer our question of the day, which is what is the alert that you would send out to all of Cougar Nation? If you could just push that button, type up a message, and push the button, it goes to everybody. What would it say? Mike Flores on Facebook. Get loud at the game and don't be negative. We can still have a very good winning season, and I have faith we will. Don't be negative. That's good <laughs> advice. You're welcome to express yourself, I suppose. Well, yeah, but what, we what is the proper venue for that? If you pay money, you can kind of – I'm not saying you can say whatever, but if you're unhappy, it's not the worst thing to express. I'm unhappy. Just do it in a classy way. Come on. Yes, yeah. please. Stay classy. Stay classy, San Diego. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUS, and we're about to class up this joint. Uh, Studio B is now welcoming T.J. Haas, a junior on the BYU basketball a, team. A junior? A junior. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. It goes by way too fast. Did you commit after your freshman year? Yes. In high school? 
Yeah, it, was, it was like my first week of my sophomore year. So this is like the seventh or eighth year that you've been like top of mind for BYU hoops. I've been a cougar for a long time. Yes, you have. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, as a junior, you get to do things like dominate the video game scene in your team room. And we saw a recent social media post of you and Nick Emery playing. I think it was FIFA soccer on Xbox. Uh, who's the best video gamer on the team? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it depends on what game we're talking about. Okay, if we're talking about FIFA. Me, for sure. <laughs> it's been that for a minute. You, know, you can ask any of the guys, and they'll say me too. But ever since the World Cup started, uh, we, we've been playing FIFA a little bit, and it's actually brought us together a lot, and it's been a lot of fun. So tell us about the makeup of this year's team. Uh, more veteran has kind of been a theme. Six juniors, you're one of those, and then two seniors. So finally, this group has majority upperclassmen on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, definitely we have some experience, and... Uh, we've played in big games, um, but I'm really excited for this year. Uh, I think we're going to get back to playing up and down a little bit, and you know, I really feel like this team is, is united and together, um, and I think it's, I think it's really going to be a fun year and a fun team to watch. Why do you feel like the unification is another level this year compared to teams of the past? And this isn't an indictment on teams of the past, but, why, but you know, there's a different feel. Why is that? Uh, well, I think each year, I mean, I've played with a lot of these guys now for this, this will be my third year. And so I think each year um, chemistry gets better and better. Um, but I think we've had a, a great off season. We've worked really hard. Um, and generally, the guys all really like each other. And that, that translates onto the court as well. Last year was a different style, right? Heath Schroer was trying to do something different and uh, play better in the half court and play better defense. So now it's a little bit different. Can you describe that difference this year now that Heath is elsewhere and Lee Kamard's on the staff and Quincy's running a lot of the X's and O's there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think defensively we have a, a similar strategy and similar mindset. Um, and so hopefully we're going we're gonna to be a great defensive team. Um, but yeah, last year we, we tried to get the ball side to side and we tried to take a lot of time off the clock and, uh, make the defense work. And this year we're, we're looking to get up and down and make teams run with us and be good in transition, um, and and really get that first open good look, whether that's 20 seconds into the clock or, or five seconds into the shot clock. Um, but if, if we really can learn to make the right basketball play, whatever that is, and, and be unselfish and, and share the ball, I think we're going to be a very good team this year. BYU basketball junior guard TJ Haas on BYU Sports Nation. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. If you had a preference, do you prefer to play more with the ball in your hands or to be more off the ball? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I like to play with the ball in my hands, um, but... You know, with the way we're playing this year, uh, and like I said, if we can be unselfish, it really doesn't matter. And uh, I think if we can all share the ball like like we're trying to, to do, um, it's not going to matter for any of us. And I think everyone's going to get good looks and, um, and feel good about it. Do you feel like this scheme caters to this group? Uh, I guess I don't want to compare to last year, but is it good for this group? Like I, you've looked at the, the coaching staff, looked at the personnel and said, this is going to fit. Absolutely. I, I think... I think a huge reason a lot of guys come to BYU is for the style of play hmm. and and that's to that's to play up and down and you know a lot of the a lot of guys that are on the team this year um that have been around for a little bit that's that's what they were recruited for um is is we can play up and down and so I think we have the personnel for that and it's going to fit us great. It requires everyone to be in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. So did it did you have to change the way your body was a little bit to accommodate this offense because last year 
you didn't have to be able to run up and down per se, right? Absolutely. Uh, you can tell we've, we've had five practices now, and our practices are way different this year than they were last year. Um, a lot of it is up and down. And, and so, yeah, if, if we're going to be good at this, we have to have 15 guys that are in shape. Who's the f- who has the best mile on the team? Have you guys done that? We haven't done yet? the mile yet. Is so. that in the next couple of weeks? Uh, it might be. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's a thing you do every year, right? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> I'm excited to see who uh, who wins. I thought that Nick won a couple years ago, that he had the best. Maybe when you were on a mission. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, Nick would tell you that he won anyway, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and he won at FIFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TJ Odds with us on BYU Sports Nation. How are you a better player now than you were your first two seasons at BYU? Uh, well, I think experience helps a lot. Um, this is my third year playing college basketball, and I think that helps, but... Uh, something I've worked on this off season is just is just my confidence and, and believing in my abilities, and I, I feel like I, I got away from that a little bit last year, um, and so that's something I've worked hard on this year. And um, I think the more confidence you have out on the floor, um, and the more you believe in your ability, it allows you to play a little more loose, a little more free, and and, and play your game. And hopefully, I can do that this year. What led to you not being confident last year? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like there were a lot of different aspects, but. Um, you know, you just, I don't know. It, it just, it's a good question. I don't know, to be honest. So, but you, igno- you acknowledged, hey, I'm not feeling the same level of confidence. Because con- I would say the confidence is one of the top three adjectives when I look at your game. Mm-hmm. So what have you done in the offseason to establish more confidence? Other than, I'm going to be confident. Like, it's more than just that, right? Yeah, I think um, it's something that you have to work on every single day. And you have to tell yourself, I'm confident. And it starts when you're, when you're by yourself in the gym or when you're playing pickup with lots of guys. It's, it's believing in your game, believing that the next shot's going to go in no matter what. Um, and, yeah, if you can just work on it little by little each day, uh, it can grow into something great. We all need a dose of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a, no matter what it's you a do, fickle you thing. It's that. a very yeah. delicate thing at times. Totally. Uh, when you and I just asked Luke this, when you look at the likes of opening the season against Nevada, potential top ten team, maybe some people think they're a top five team, and then you have Utah, Houston, San Diego State, among others, Gonzaga twice in the league, maybe three times if you get him in the tournament. Um, what do you think about that type of schedule? I, I love it. I think it's what college basketball is all about. Uh, you travel to play in, in big arenas with lots of people and um, people that don't like you very much, and, and that, that's what's fun to me. I love going to play at Gonzaga where you know, it's sold out and, and the crowd is crazy, and, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to play against very talented teams away yeah. from home. What is it about you playing against Gonzaga? Because there's something there that just like <laughs> lights the fire under TJ Haas. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, it is. It is super fun to play there, and uh, you know I, I've seen the ball go in a few times there, and and like I said, that gives you confidence, and and you feed off that, and I enjoy playing up there a lot. Why is there such an emotional difference between like Gonzaga? It's like a healthy respect, and then there's St. Mary's. <laughs> Why the big difference? I I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, there's more. There's more like negative emotion associated with St. Mary's for some reason. Agree or disagree? Like, like more like okay. It's Definitely like, for the fans. It's, it's How like, is it for the players? Yeah, maybe maybe it's not. I don't know. It feels more personal. With yeah, St. Mary's. we hadn't beat them until until the tournament last. Is that year. perhaps why? It might be. Yeah, we can't figure out how to beat them, but we got it done last you year. Figured you figured it out. It yeah, you figured it out, <laughs> yeah. and they didn't go to the NCAA tournament because of it. <laughs> 
and all of BYU Sports Nation <laughs> revels in that yeah. until this the, day. The spite level was high on that one. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> TJ, uh, always great to talk to you, man. We look forward to a fantastic season. We would like you to uh, add your signature to Luke Worthington's and Coach. So Dave this is a new flag, a brand new flag. A new flag. But you're the third one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Beautiful. you should be the third because you're the you're the three point specialist, right? <laughs> there you go. It's meant okay. to be. I love it. Am Thanks, TJ. All right, thank yeah, you. Yeah, go for it. Thanks. Okay, coming up, Joshir Hardnett has a year under his belt in Provo. What does he expect in year two? I expect buckets from Joshir. I also expect buckets from Yoli Childs. Maybe he thinks he's the biggest three-point threat after his late-season push last year. Did you see how he shot in the uh, West Coast Conference tournament? I did, and I like it. We'll ask the big man next. <laughs> Join us Saturday as Spencer and I get you ready for LDS General Conference or General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There you go. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We have a one-hour BYU Sports Nation recapping Utah State game. It's coming up on Saturday. You can be in your pajamas, cooking yeah, bacon yeah. and the pancakes and all that. Hang out with us. It's the uh, semi-annual wake-up party for General Conference. Yes. Like, we'll Studio bring the B. energy to yeah, wake yeah. you up. And undoubtedly, someone will tweet, is this what should get us ready for General Conference? <laughs> this, it happens every, every year. Is in the right yeah. mood for this? Yeah. Let's mm. go. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back to our two-hour special. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Happy to be broadcasting live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast nationally on BYU TV. Of course, we're on demand anytime, anywhere. And if you have missed the headlines before, you should pay attention right now. BYU football, one day away from hosting Utah State tomorrow night, a turning point game in the Cougars' schedule as they try and get to 4-2 and two and get back on the winning track and avoid losing back-to-back games to Utah State for the first time since 1973 and 74. Join us for our all-access pregame coverage. We call it Countdown to Kickoff. Starts at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. Live, in-depth field access. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots play the Colts tonight, 8-20 Eastern at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Cougars will play UMass on November 10th. We've already heard from head coach Dave Rose, his senior Luke Worthington, junior guard TJ Haas in this second hour of BYU Sports Nation. We'll hear from Yoli Childs in just a moment, as well as Jasheer Hardnett. For those wondering, head coach Dave Rose will be at a press conference that will be streamed live on BYUtv.org at 6.30 p.m. Eastern or the BYU TV app. And Jimmer Fredette scored 24 points in the Shanghai Sharks preseason opener as the Sharks lost 94-90 to the Zhejiang Guangxia Lions. There you go. They're a pretty good uh, team in the league there. Next game is Tuesday against the Houston Rockets, 8 Eastern. That means pass me the dang ball. Now in Studio B is Yoli Childs, junior Yoli! for the BYU Cougars. It's good to have Yo back in Studio B. Welcome. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Always good to be here. Always good. All right. We asked TJ this question. I want to ask you because you're one of the guys that's recently married. How is life as a student athlete different as a married player compared to your first two seasons at BYU? Um, it's, it's awesome. It's fun. It's, uh, you're just hanging out with your best friend all the time, and I love it. And it's really awesome to be married to a student athlete because they know the time commitment that, that goes into your sport, and they're always there to support you and, and be there for you wherever you need. So it's been awesome. Uh, it's really easy to stay focused, and I uh, love it. She plays volleyball at yeah. Utah Valley. Ma- yeah. Megan, and she tore her ACL in August, which is a bummer. Did, so how's yeah. she doing? She's doing good. Yeah, she's getting a lot better. Uh, hardest part's over. She's off crutches, doing normal things now, so she's good. 
Is she uh, a better athlete than you? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, babe. Okay, you're, you're, you're recently married. She's gonna watch. Play this, this carefully. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna watch. She's. I set yeah, you up for failure. I'm, here. I'm not half the athlete she is. Yeah, that, we'll say that's that. That's my man. Good answer. Well, you have a, learned. That's a veteran you answer. Know, figuring it out. It's a veteran answer. Uh, now, a few months removed from just a very intense process, that being of NBA draft exploration. What did What did you learn about yourself through all of that? You know, I learned a lot. It was an unbelievable opportunity. Uh, coming out of that, I said uh, every single player that has the opportunity to take it and to go out and try out for as many teams as possible and see where you stand. Uh, I've said a lot of times, but it's really like you get a blueprint. You have the answer key to the test, and you just got to study it. So these GMs will talk to you directly, the coaches and the people working you out will tell you exactly what you need to do to work on your game and exactly what you need to do to get to the next level. And I think that's just a huge benefit. And coming back, it's a huge benefit not only for me but for the team because uh, it gives me another opportunity to take a leap forward in my game and do everything I can to help this team. Well, and you maintain that continuity of having played with uh, your guys. Yeah, so for sure. I know they're all happy to have you back. And what if so based on the feedback you got, uh, what have you put into your game? Are you a three-point, more of a three-point shooter now? I saw you were talking to TJ before yeah. about the best three-point shooter on the team. You didn't ask him about how practice goes. I beat him in shootouts all the time. <laughs> really? All the time. All the time. Is your Because you really turned it on in the West Coast Conference Tournament. You were really good. I want to say you made like 8 of 12 or something crazy. Um, has, it, how big a, a part of your game is that right now? Uh, I think it's become a, a big part of my game. Towards the end of the season last year, I felt like I was becoming a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. And since then, I've put in a lot of work, and I feel like I've become a very good shooter in general, hmm. uh, from the mid-range, from three. And I think that opens up a lot of spacing for our team, and uh, it'll allow me to be more of a playmaker as well when defenders have to respect the three-point shot. What was the model of doing that, of accomplishing that, becoming a better shooter? Walk us through like a typical shooting workout for you to get to that point. Yeah, I work out a lot with my, my AU coach. You guys know him, Tim Davis, and... Uh, it starts with a lot of touch stuff. We work on a lot of touch inside the paint, a lot of mid-range stuff, a lot of moving and shooting to shoot in ways that you're not comfortable with, and then just a ton of reps. So it's just, it's just all about the work you put in, how many reps you're getting. And something I've learned a lot is how many good reps are you getting. You can get in the gym and you can jack up a 1,000 shots, or you can come in and shoot good shots for 40 minutes and and get a lot better that way not all reps are created equal yeah yeah quality reps totally um what about handling the ball i know you want to play in the nba and if you're going to play in the nba i imagine they're saying hey you got to handle the ball you got to shoot threes because you'd be you'd be uh maybe a three right sometimes a four in the nba what do you think i'd probably i'd probably be more of a i guess you put a position on it a a small ball four, Mm -hmm. a stretch four type player yeah for sure but yeah i've definitely worked on my ball handling a lot i'm never going to be a point guard, shooting guard, where I need to break guys off the dribble a ton. But uh, I feel like I'm, I'm very confident in my ability to pump fake, one dribble, get to the rim, make a move past the guy, help our team break a press, uh, and do those kind of things. I'm not, I'm not going to be like Jasheer or TJ, <laughs> but I feel like I'm confident enough in my ball handling skills to help our team. So will you be more on the wing this year, or will we see you sometimes down in the post, or, or what do you think? I think I'll, I'll be in both both situations a lot. I think what a lot of players do is when they work on their game, they forget what got them where they are. So uh, definitely my, my best spot is still in the post. If I can get a mismatch, get in the post, and, and get a scoring opportunity or opportunity for my teammates, that's the best position. But I feel like I'll definitely be a lot uh, more on the perimeter than I have been in the past. What has you most excited about this approaching BYU basketball season? 
Uh, a lot of things, a lot of things. Most excited is probably uh, the intensity that our guys play with every day in practice. I'm so excited to, to see everybody let loose on another team because every single day we come to battle, every single day we have every single guy on the roster ready to go. And I'm excited to see all our young guys and all our returning guys get after it. Let's talk about this schedule. This is a tremendous schedule that features teams like Nevada, Utah, Houston, San Diego State, Gonzaga twice, and, and others. What do you think of the schedule that you always put together? It is certainly tougher than the last couple of years. I think it's awesome. I think it's a, an amazing opportunity, and uh, all the t- every guy on the team, we're grateful for the opportunity that we have to go out against some of these top <clears throat> teams and prove that we are one of those top teams. Uh, with the teams I've played in the past two years and the top 25 teams we've played, uh, it's clear to me that that's where we're at. I think we are a top 25 team, and mm. when we get to go play these teams, uh, we can showcase our skills and, and show that we belong there. Okay, so if uh, you feel like you belong in that class, what, what are the expectations that you have for this team this year? Uh, my expectations are always very high. You know, uh, First and foremost, our number one goal is getting back to the tournament. That's, that's the number one thing we want to do, and uh, I know this group of guys can accomplish that. We want to go out and win a conference tournament, and... Uh, more than anything, just compete every single game. Don't have letdowns. Uh, don't don't lose to teams we shouldn't lose to. And I think this team's prepared for that. We're mature and we're mentally tough enough to go out every night and compete. Last year was the speed sabbatical. I jokingly called it in the first year, where it was a different tempo, it was a mm-hmm. different style to try and try and win that way. Um, this year, it's a little more up tempo. How do you feel like you can maintain that defensive intensity on that end, but still get up and down? Because that's been a hard balance mm-hmm. historically for BYU to have really good defense and really good offense. Yeah, I mean that's that's a balance that most teams in the country struggle with, and the best teams figure it out. And I think that's what's awesome about this year is looking back to my freshman year, we were a little out of control at times. We didn't have a huge emphasis on defense. And last year, I think uh, we might have played a little too slow, but our defense improved drastically. And with the experience coming back and guys that have played in both of those types of styles, I think we have a pretty good balance now. We, we figured out when to push it, when to slow it down and make reads, and continue to have that emphasis on defense. All West Coast Conference performer Yoli Childs with us on BYU Sports Nation, getting ready for his junior season at BYU. This is part of our two-hour BYU basketball media day coverage. Which of your teammates this offseason caught you by surprise in a good way in terms of their improvement? Rylan Bergerson. Oh, okay. Well, quick answer. Cool. Yeah. The, the improvement he's made is unbelievable. He is more aggressive. He's finishing everything at the rim. Uh, he's going to help us a lot on the defensive end. He can guard multiple positions. Uh, there's several other guys. I think Jashir is going to have a huge season for us. Uh, McKay has been, been great. Dalton's been awesome, but uh, the guy that comes to mind is definitely Ryland. He's made a huge improvement. He's been in the gym every single day, and uh, he's a lot stronger, more physical, and he's going to have a great year for Has us. Has he dunked on you yet? Uh, he's dunked by me. He knows not to try to dunk on me. If I'm going to jump for it, I'm going to get it. So he, kn- he knows. Yeah. He knows. I, he's, still, uh, he's still a freshman until the season starts. He knows. <laughs> more dunks this season. You or Gavin Baxter? Uh, me. I'll have more dunks than him, but some of his dunks will be unbelievable. He, he's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Right? The, the like dunk, what can people expect? All the dunks I have add 10 inches to the jump and wow. make it 10 times more spectacular. That's Gav. His, his dunks are unbelievable. Defensively, when you and, and Gavin are on the floor, that's going to be fun to protect the rim. Right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think yeah. he can help us a lot in that aspect. He's long. He can get in passing lanes. He can block shots at the rim. He can switch ball screens due to his length. I think he's going to help us out a lot on the defensive end. 
BYU is trying to do something they have not yet done since they joined the West Coast Conference, and that is win a regular season title or a tournament championship. Why do you feel like just maybe BYU could be that sleeper? They could sneak in there and, and maybe steal one against Gonzaga. Yeah, I think we're we're totally capable of doing that, and it goes back to experience for me. Uh, a lot of times in the past, uh, the reason we're not there at the end is because we lose to teams that we shouldn't lose to. And I feel like a lot of that is due to immaturity and and young guys that aren't used to the, the length of a season, aren't used to getting up on it for a Saturday game after you're just gassed from a Thursday game. And uh, I think this team's capable of doing that. This team has a lot of juniors, a couple seniors, and guys that know exactly what to do, how to take care of their bodies, and how to be ready to go every night. So what do you need to accomplish between now and the start of the season, uh, which comes up on November 6th, so about a month from now? Uh, personally or as a team? Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Correct. Okay. As, as a team, you know, we just need to continue playing, just getting more reps together, uh, continue to flow together and gel together as a team. And I think the coaching staff has un- done an unbelievable job preparing us. And I think we're so much farther ahead than we have been in the last two years. And uh, I know with their plan and, and the way that we practice as a team and how hard the guys work, that we'll get there and we'll get exactly where we need to go. And uh, personally, um, just, just doing the same thing a lot of the guys on the team are doing, getting extra work in. Uh, just because practices from here to here doesn't mean that's the only time you're in the gym. Everybody comes early. Everybody stays after. People come later at night, and uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to do to get ready for the season. Yoli Childs of BYU Basketball with us, and I've just been told uh, Ryland Bergerson is going to take you to lunch today at your favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> so go and pick whatever you want. Get something expensive, man. All right, Ruth Chris, let's go. <laughs> nice, nice. you mind signing our new flag here? I know last the, time you the had new the highest i got to get the, the highest signature. one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah and, it's, it's always a thing. And while you're signing that, have you increased your vertical over the summer? It was already really high. I think it's, I think it's maybe a, a half inch. Half inch higher? Okay, which yeah. is what? Uh, I think last time it was 37 and a half. 37 and a half. Gravy. You can try out for the men's volleyball team now. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the minimum. 37 is the minimum. Yeah, exactly. I don't think awesome. anybody's going to sign the flag higher than Yoli. <laughs> no, that's the highest one on the other flag and this flag. Gav beats it. I think okay. did he beat. I well, think that Gavin did on the other one. Do you did he? That? And, did he? I, I and I re-signed it and I beat him again. So if he does it, I'll be back. <laughs> okay, I'll be back. Fair enough. Awesome. Love the Thanks, competition. Thanks, Thanks guys. Looking Appreciate forward it. to the season. What we have learned about the upcoming BYU basketball season in the past two hours coming. And Jashir Hardnet. We've probably saved the best for last, if you ask him, right? The pride of Gulfport, <laughs> dude. Let's go. Enters his second season as a Cougar. How will this year be different for him? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU hosts Utah State in the 88th edition of the Battle for the Old Wagon Wheel. No, no, say tomorrow it the right night. way. The Old Wagon Wheel. There you go. Tomorrow night, 8 Eastern time. Check out Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Cougar pregame lives on the radio at 7 Eastern as well. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Two-hour edition of the show today to celebrate BYU Basketball Media Day. I love it, Spencer dude. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Basketball Jordan. always creeps up on us, right? We're like, oh yeah, basketball! Middle of October, yeah. let's go. I it's guess it's time. the beginning. It's a good time. But the Cougar tip-off's in uh, two weeks from tomorrow night. Let's we- go! We'll be there. Yes, we will. We will be there. Our daily BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. In Studio B now, last but not least... 
the point guard for BYU Hoops, Jashir Hardnett. Jashir, nice to have you back, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, a few of your teammates have mentioned to me that you make them laugh a lot. So which of your teammates makes you laugh the most? Um, Luke. What's <laughs> what yeah. what is it about Luke that makes you laugh? He's definitely a big kid. Yeah, all he wants to do is crack jokes. Like, I'll say a sentence wrong, and he'll come behind me and repeat the sentence, and I'm like, oh, I did just say that wrong. <laughs> so he'll make a big joke about it, so he's definitely funny. Like like in your kid. accent? Yeah, he'll do it yeah. in my accent, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'll definitely do it. And it's just like, you're so funny, dude. And he keep a straight face. That's what makes it so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been in Provo a year now. Um, how's the transition been, and uh, what is, what's been enjoyable about this process? Um, it's just uh, being away from home. Uh, I'd be trying to get as far away from home as possible. And, you know, just being up here and just uh, seeing the snow. I'm not used to stuff like that. So the snow and stuff like that. You dress for the snow a little bit right now. Yeah, definitely. I am a little cold. (laughs) Yeah, but that's definitely it. Um, With that being my second year, yeah. How would you explain your first season overall at BYU? Get a step back and look at it. Uh, I had some spurts. You know, I played good this game and then won't play as well as I think I was capable of the next game. Um, but I just think it was just me being here and my time being here. It was my first year, so it's just something I had to do for the team. Now this year, uh, the the offense and defense are a little bit different. Do you feel like this offensive scheme will cater more to your skill set? Oh uh, Yeah, definitely, because uh, we're playing at a faster pace. Uh, and that's what I was used to doing was playing at a faster pace. So when I got sped down, I was kind of like in situation like, what do I do here, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. And it was just me learning. Uh, so this coming in my second season, us playing fast just helped me out and helped the team out, you know, put me in a better position. What will be better from you in a sped-up offense? Like, what can we expect? Um, I'll be able to penetrate a lot more. You know, penetrate, uh, I've been shooting it a lot better this season. You know, um, back at home for the summer after the season, I worked out and I just shot and did a ton of reps. So I'm starting to make shots off the dribble and um, wide open shots. And just me making plays for everybody else now, I'll be able to penetrate and get people open shots and, you know, yelling gaff, open dunks. Is there anybody on the team that can stay in front of you with the ball? You can't break down. No, not honestly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think so. Just I was giving you an opportunity. If you yeah, want, yeah, you yeah. Wanted yeah. To say, De- so. Definitely not. You know, uh, we got some great defenders, but definitely not standing in front of me. How about defensively? Uh, Dave Rose was in the first hour, and he said you were a real defensive gem. He called you. Um, what did that mean to you to be kind of the defensive stopper on the perimeter? Oh, well, it was a good thing because uh, coming in, I thought I was going to struggle with defensively. You know, at junior college, it wasn't too much defense played. Or when I did play it, I was more like, dang, I really can't guard. So when I got here and I started, you know, making the transition to playing defense, it kind of helped me out and just gave me an extra part of my game to show. Do you take pride in that being, okay, I, I've got the best you know, offensive player on the wing? Yeah, and I definitely think that's the thing, just growing up and having just the mindset of your friends, you know, playing back and forth and you don't want your friend out, do you? So, yeah, I kind of take that as a mindset. And I always lock in on the defense end. Perhaps it's the defensive side of the ball, but where do you feel like you have gotten better the most over the past year? Um, Shooting. I would say shooting. Yeah, I definitely have to say shooting. Um, last year I kind of struggled with shots. You know, not knowing what shots to take. And, you know, when I get open shots, I'm nervous about shooting them because I'm scared I'm going to miss. But now it's kind of like came in and I just shoot and I don't have to worry about anything or anything being said. So that, that's probably the main thing. This schedule is awesome. And on this schedule, there's a game in Mississippi, right. at Mississippi State. Was this uh, for you a little bit? Yeah, well, they definitely gave me a call after they scheduled the game and just told me uh, we'll be playing at Mississippi. So it kind of was exciting about that. I finally get to go home. What kind of family uh, gathering do you expect there? Well, they'll definitely be there. They're already planning trips and hotels and everything else. So it'll probably be about 
16, 17 family members there ready to watch. They might be there now, <laughs> I, I don't, like, like two and a half months away, you know, just waiting. So, um, did you like Mississippi State growing up or anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely did. I attended a lot of their basketball camps. Yeah, um, so I definitely was a Mississippi State fan growing up. But not an Ole Miss guy? Yeah, football. I was with Ole Miss Ole football. Oh, okay. So I like Mississippi State. Yeah, I like okay. Mississippi State basketball, but I like Ole Miss football. And Mississippi State went to a Final Four, if I recall, like in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, right? they, they, they so definitely they a good did. Program. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they did. Jasheer Harden at BYU Basketball Point Guard with us on BYU Sports Nation. What are your season expectations for this team as a whole? Um, I definitely – we're, we definitely want to make the tournament. I mean, that's our main goal. When we get into practice every day, we talk, and that's the main priority is making the tournament. Um, I feel like if everybody just contribute what they got to the team, I mean, that definitely thing will get going. We've asked everybody this question. I'm interested to get your opinion. Which uh, which of your teammates to you has, has shown vast improvement from last year to this year? It could be a newcomer. It could be a returning player. Um, Probably Dalton. Yeah, he's kind of playing at a good rate right now. So it's probably Dalton, actually. For me. What is it about his game that makes him uh, feel he, like he's he, better? He, 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 do, he does the dirty work for us. And he just constantly do it with no complaints or anything about doing it. You know, he offensive rebound. Um, he'll get you an assist. And he's making shots now. And, you know, he had surgery from his, his shoulder or something. Me and Tor against Gonzaga the last game. So um, me seeing him before I left and now coming back, his shoulder's okay. So I feel like he made the most improvement. What's it like for you to see these dudes that haven't played ball in two years come back and then they have to kind of sit out and wait yeah. as they kind of recoup? It's a different deal, right? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely my Connor first time Harding seeing and those yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, they, it's just them getting back in shape. Uh, I didn't understand at first. I'm asking, like, why aren't you practicing and stuff like that? He's just like, coach wanted me to get into it slowly. I don't want any injuries and stuff like that going on. So after that, I understood. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, right? At that like, point, you're like, hey, can I get a break too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We're running back and forth, scrimmage, and he's just over there sitting there watching. I'm like, can you come sub me out? <laughs> Gavin, get in here. Come on, man. Um, what do what do the guys like Gavin, uh, Gavin Baxter and Connor Harding, Colby Lee bring to the table, bring to this team, the new guys? Well, uh, Connor actually, he brings a defense mindset also. You know, he's physical, another physical guard that can uh, guard a lot of spots. Um, Gavin just brings the athleticism to the game. Um, he's long, you know, defensively he's blocking shots for us. And Kobe, he just brings another big body. You know, he's scoring at the rim, and um, he can actually shoot it too. So they're just bringing a lot of different things from each other. You said actually, like you were surprised or something? Yeah, I actually was surprised. So when Kobe <laughs> like, left. Whoa, he yeah, can shoot. Yeah, so when he left and uh, went on this mission, you know, he practiced <laughs> with us a few times, and I didn't know he can shoot. So when he got here, he's knocking down threes and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, he can okay. shoot, you know, okay. picking pops. Okay. <laughs> is, there, is there anybody that, well, I want Luke Worthington to take a three, but besides Luke, does everyone have the green light from three? And um, maybe Luke does too. I don't know. Um, definitely no, Luke doesn't. No, <laughs> you couldn't tell him he doesn't, though. You know, we get in practice, he's like, I'm shooting this. Does he so, shoot threes? In sometimes practice? in drills. He'll do it being funny. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. he'll definitely do it in drills. Ah, uh, yes, the big kid. <laughs> the launching, big kid. launching threes. <laughs> <laughs> We're with Jasheer Hardnett, uh, point guard for BYU Basketball. Aside from the Mississippi State game, is there any other game on the schedule that you've circled and like, oh, I can't I can't wait for this matchup? Um, no, not really. Um, I feel like just all the games. You know, I'm just ready to compete. We've been competing with each other for a little while, going against each other. So I'm just ready to get into the season and the floor and playing other teams. And so are we. You, uh, you're in like practice five or six of 30 uh, before uh, the season starts uh, in November. So we're really excited. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Can we have you sign the we flag? Need, we need your autograph. Yeah, Definitely. Sure. We've been looking for somebody from Mississippi, and you're and you're the guy. You're the guy. So thanks. Make it happen. I'm I'm excited to see Josh Shear play. Oh, what we didn't yes. ask Josh Shear is, uh, he he tweeted that he lost ten or fifteen pounds. 
over the Ooh. summer. That's right. So oh, you f- you feel fast now? Oh uh, yeah, I definitely feel like I, I got a little burst of speed. There. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very your vertical? Does your vertical compete with Yoli's? Oh, uh, I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I like the honesty. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Great answer. We're not we're not used to this from everybody. I love it. Uh, just here. We great should have him break down football. Yes. Yes. How was B- BYU was not good. They were just <laughs> they weren't good in this game. They were really good. Yeah, it was great. Okay, thank right, you. Thank you. Love the clarity. Okay, what have we learned about BYU hoops today that surprised us? Jasheer doesn't have to. He's out of here. Uh, he's got stuff to do, man. He's got class. He's, he's got stuff to do. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> he's got class at twelve oh five. Let's go. Okay, our, you, you can go though. Our yeah, elite voice of the nation hits minutes. next. Yeah. Jasheer's got class. He's got. Listen, this guy's on it. This guy. I love it. Yes, as part of our media day coverage, head coach Dave Rose, senior Luke Worthington, junior TJ Howe, junior Yoli Childs, and junior Jasheer Hartnett. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time despite having a two-hour program, but today has been really, really, really fun. Uh, Learning a lot. Veteran squad, pace is faster. Improved guys include Zach Selyus from three, Ryland Bergerson all around, Uh, Jasheer Hartnett feeling faster. Uh, Yoli Childs can shoot threes and handle the ball better. Are you ready to put on the blue goggles and say BYU will no. go to the NCAA tournament? What? I hope they do. Like I, I always think BYU is going to be in the mix. I just want BYU to be bubblicious, you know. And this team, more upperclassmen, bunch of talent on it. Can the young guys contribute? What role will Nick Emery play on this team? We didn't really discuss that too much today, but Nick Emery comes in game ten. Not yeah, nine. He sets out nine. Game sets ten nine. is fittingly the Utah, Utah game. Well, well, well. In Salt Lake, mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. energy or Vivint solution, Vivint, Vivint Ener- solutions, Vivint solutions <laughs> Delta Center. What is it? Vivint Smart Home Arena. Vivint Smart Home. I was Arena. like, I have a Vivint product. Vivint Solutions Delta. You know this. <laughs> I still just want to call it the Delta Center. Yes, it's because that's what it was originally yeah, for the for, longest forever. time, right? Yeah. Yes. Cougar Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun day! Great. Yeah, it was, it was great stuff. T- two weeks from tomorrow, we're going to be broadcasting the Cougar Tip Off. Your first look at the uh, 2018-19 BYU Cougars. Man, see, and for me, minimum expectation is to be bubblicious. Minimum. Minimum. Yes. Well, at least you're keeping it low, well, as you always do. No, I typically have been pretty low in the recent past with BYU basketball. Mm. Been on par with you. Mm. Oh, don't even don't go back and watch, man. With all your free time, go back and watch all of those yeah, episodes. Exactly, I'll do that. <laughs> You and I have so much freedom. Today's Rise and Shout belongs to? goes to Dave Rose. He's uh, getting these guys ready to rock. Uh, Dave is a winning coach, wins 25.3 games per year. The question won't be how much BYU wins. Or that BYU win, it'll be how much. And what quality of wins do they have? Right. Can BYU navigate this tough schedule to get an at-large if they don't upset Gonzaga in Vegas? Way more opportunities, it would seem, for notable wins. Question of the day. If you could send out a message to all of Cougar Nation, what would it be? The Elite Voice, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at Nate Dunn on Twitter. This is not a test. Church block meetings are two hours long. Your other hour will be accounted for watching BYU football games. Really? <laughs> or BYU Sports Nation. We can be the third hour. How about that? Oh, for Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kreshmir Chosich. Yeah. Go Cougs. The BYU Sports Nation guys check out the BYU store. Hey, before you hit someone with that football, take a look around at all the great BYU gear from Nike. Hoodies, exercise wear, sweaters, t-shirts, all the stuff an active sportscaster needs. Um, Spencer, that one is actually for your better half. No, not Jerem, your wife. 
the BYU Store. Keeping Jerem and Spencer looking great and proud to sponsor BYU Sports Nation on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Are you looking for a better way to deliver results this year? Expanding your product line or building new locations? How about your online presence? Does it need a boost? Maybe you just want to put a little more distance between you and the competition. Tap into the powerful engine of BYU Athletics and let us put together a plan unique to your business. We can provide you with the tools designed to enhance your brand on a local, regional, or national level. We invite your team to join ours. For details, email sponsorship at byu.edu today. The big moment, championship game, down by two, ten seconds left. Inbound pass, Johnson's got the ball. In their hearts, your kids have always been champions. It's only a matter of unlocking their potential. So give them a place to dream. A place where, every day, they can shape themselves into what they can become. He made it! And the crowd goes wild! Champions start here. Sport Court. Discover the best in international, national, and local artists, all live on Highway 89, weeknights at 10 Eastern on BYU Radio. BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, KUMT Randolph, and KBYU FM HD2 Provo.